Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. This is what they play at Blackhawks games. Yeah. So? All right. They've won more championships in the last decade than the Avs have. I don't wow. Think so. I don't think it's a bad example to mimic. Mace coming with get fire. A, get a little bit of that mojo is what I'm saying, right? They well, don't own the song. What's it? They don't own it, but it's synonymous with them. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime... Uh, some of you know, I've been taking testosterone for the last five to seven years, and it's kind of a pain in the ass what I've been doing in the past. I have to go to the pharmacy. I have to go to the doctor. I'm spending way too much money until now. Discovered a great company called Low T99. It is the first all-inclusive treatment for just $129 a month. Now, if you've been taking testosterone, you know how inexpensive that is. But let me tell you what you're getting for $129. bucks. they are going to send you the testosterone and the supplies for just 129 bucks a month, and that includes the lab work, and that can be really pricey. So don't have to go to the pharmacy anymore. Why? They send it to me. I'm getting another shipment later on this week. Your appointment's done remotely with their medical doctors, and I got to tell you, I wish I found these guys sooner. Do what I did. Go to LowT99.com. That's LowT99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a longtime friend of ours and mine, Terry Fry, and you're going to be hearing a lot of Terry on this show because starting on May 16th, Terry is going to be joining me full-time on this show. It's going to be Afternoon Drive. With Goodman and Fry. Goodman and always comes first, huh? I started the show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, you, you might be right alphabetically, you know, Goodman Mason, right? Yeah. But now I, I'm kind of flipping it around, but I'll, I'll keep it with Goodman. Anyway, Andrew is leaving the show on uh, the 13th, which is going to be a Friday. Uh, I am sad, very saddened that you're going to be leaving the show. There are a lot of different reasons why you are leaving the show, but without dropping too many hints... You're still not going anywhere. You are, but you're not. Yeah, part of the year. Part of the year. Yes. This is a great. That's what, that's what I'll. That's what I'll say. Part of the year, I'll be going somewhere outside of Denver. This is the a, other part of the year. I won't be. This is a great move for you personally, which yeah. is most important, and professionally as well. Sad that you are leaving, but thrilled that Terry Fry are going to be doing yeah. a show together starting on May sixteenth. With that. Terry, how are you, my friend? Big shoes to fill. Big oh. shoes to fill. You'll do great. You'll do great. Well, I'm really honored to have the opportunity to do it. And, uh, in all seriousness, you're going to be a tough act to follow, Mason. Eric, you and I have done shows together, and mm. I know I'll, I'll enjoy it. I'm terrifically honored to, to have been called out of the bullpen. Well, you're, you're, you're a starter now. You're a starter with four pitches, and you pitch <laughs> all of them well. And honestly, uh, you, you are exactly like Mace. You are exactly like Les. You are exactly like Mike Pritchard. 
I've been blessed to have great partners, and now you are the next one. And, you know, Pritch wound up going to Vegas. Les, unfortunately, passed away. Mace is is doing things for his life that are outstanding, and I'm so thrilled that we are going to get a chance to do this show together, hopefully, for many more years to come. But with that, yeah. I And I'm, I'm looking forward to being in touch with the Mile High Sports audience and your audience and stepping into the void. I'd say that I'm getting emotional, but the truth is I'm not. So let's talk about the Avalanche and the Predators. You are out there at Ball Arena right now. We can talk about who is going to be in the starting lineup, but when you compare this year to last year, what does it say about this roster that they have a number of really good players who are healthy scratches tonight? Jack Johnson primarily. They had to make a decision on on which six defensemen to plug in, and I think there was some trepidation about whether Samuel Gerrard's game still is suitable for the physical nature of the NHL playoffs. He can't move Mace out of the crease, but they think that uh, Josh Manson can kind of babysit him and be a part of it. Jared Bednar is very, very committed to giving his defenseman full permission, carte blanche, to jump into the play. And I'm sort of of the school now that I think they have to draw back and pull in the reins a little bit on Josh Manson to, to stay back and compensate. For Samuel Girard, I think that's that's the big question on defense. And if it doesn't look salvageable, I'd even consider sitting Girard and bringing Jack Johnson into the into the sixth defenseman rotation. I think that's the one decision. And then they're going to Nazem Kadri practiced at the morning skated at the morning skate today, and uh, Jared Bednar said he was a game time decision, which I don't believe. I think they know whether he's going to play or not. I think he's probably going to play, but that. All the line combinations are predicated on whether Kadri plays. And so I think they should throw Landis Scott, who came, who is now back after undergoing that late season knee uh, arthroscopic surgery when they realized that he was going to have to have it done now or not be ready for the playoffs. And that was behind the timing and the decision making there. And I think bringing him back in, I just put him back on the top line with McKinnon and Randon. But we'll, we'll see if that's what they do. How impactful is it for Nashville not having Saros out there in goal the first two games? Uh, it's, it's very impactful because he, part of the playoffs is getting into the other team's head, and the goaltending is so instrumental in that. And I have expressed kind of some uneasiness with Darcy Kemper as a playoff goaltender because until you prove you can be that number one money guy, the one who puts, who puts trepidation in the hearts of the other team and kind of takes the wind out of their sails, that you don't know that he can do it. He did it one game against the Avalanche a couple of years ago in the playoffs. But it's not saying you doubt him. He's just saying until until a guy steps up one time and is the absolute is the absolute shut shut down the other team and get into their heads in the playoffs. I mean, everybody forgets in 2000, 2001, Patrick Waugh had to steal some games for the Avalanche, that ultra-talented team, the Hall of Fame roll call getting off the bus. They needed to have a a goaltender steals some games, in fact, and they were dead in game six of the Stanley Cup finals when Patrick Waugh hadn't stepped up early in the game and kept him in at game seven at New Jersey, at game six at New Jersey to come back and play game seven here. We are talking with Terry Fry, soon to be my partner here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. He has been covering the Avalanche all season long, and he's going to be our guy on the scene uh, throughout the playoffs. Hey, I do need to apologize for something. I tried to steal you two guys' pom-poms. You know the pom-poms they leave at the seat? The white ones? Yeah, and have it brought down there. But then I, it was pointed out to me that I'd probably be stealing a pom-pom from some seven-year-old kid who'd be crying. So 
I hope you guys can make it through the night without the pom pom. Well, steal we'll it from an eight, steal it from an eight year old. They'll be fine. Oh come on. Okay. Or a teenager. Believe me, they'll be on their phone. They won't even notice. Um, you covered a pair of Stanley Cup teams here in Denver. Uh, both obviously Avalanche winning in '96 and in 2001. I don't know if you had a gut feeling about those teams being able to win a title. Do you have a gut feeling that this team is ready to do that? Well, the '96 team should not have won the Stanley Cup under conventional thinking because the Detroit Red Wings were far and away the best best team in the NHL that year. The 2001 team, I thought they should have. I thought they should have won the Stanley Cup the two previous two years, and they lost in Game Seven at Dallas in the Western Conference Finals both years. And so that third year, 2001, when Rob Blake came in late in the year and he had Ray Bork, was kind of the the uh, last hurrah in some ways. And the thinking was that that uh, Bork was going to be done, and they needed, and Blake was going to be a, a unrestricted free agent. And ended up signing. With the Avalanche, and so I thought they were ready in 2001 to win the Stanley Cup. Now this year, you know, in comparing them to those two teams, it was the pre pre salary cap year, so it's always apples and oranges. Even in comparing points, with this team having 119 to the 118 of the 2001 team, uh, that was a time when before shootouts, when you could have still have still have ties, and the Avalanche had 10 ties that year, which would happen when. In four and four in overtime, when nobody scored, the game ended in a tie. And so, I think in some ways, yeah, that 2001 Avalanche team arguably had quote more points when you figure out the asterisk part of it and throw in how they would have done it in a shootout. And so, I I think it's it's difficult to directly compare them, but I think the 2001 team was the best one, and still is. And this team, of course, now comes with the stipulation that it's in the cap era, and so direct. Apples and apples comparisons probably are impossible. But I, I go with the 2001 team as being better than this team right now. But with all the stipulations of, of of all the complications of the game now with the salary cap, you have to figure that into it, too, and judging them in their own areas. Is there any reason for Avalanche fans to worry because of that four-game losing streak in April? No, it meant absolutely nothing. Mace, I heard you say that the other day. Uh, one five and one down the stretch, they were really on cruise control, and the idea they were just biding their time down the stretch, realizing the guys are banged up. They were resting some. Uh, it's kind of set the tone when Devontae didn't go on that last trip and didn't play the last, uh, the next to last home game. It was really kind of a signal to the rest of the team, kind of the situation they were in. They were kind of experimenting using Ben Myers, who had been signed from the University of Minnesota. Uh, is kind of an experiment. And and all the way down the stretch, Jared Bednar had been very open about kind of experimenting because he wanted to see what combinations might work, what combinations might not work if if there were injuries in the playoffs and that type of thing. And so I think the mental signals involved in all of it really sent the message that just say, hey, we're just kind of killing time here until until the playoffs start. This is such a different animal. I get so frustrated sometimes, both with, both with the media who kind of jump in at the last minute and are on the bandwagon of coverage, and some fans, the, the big war now is between the proprietary hockey first fans who don't want to share the sports spotlight with with the bandwagon fans who come in, and uh, let's face it, everything in America is a bandwagon. I don't understand why hockey fans are so proprietary about their sport, but it's kind of interesting because I, I feel like I have to kind of referee between the two sometimes. Let, hey, let everybody aboard the bandwagon if they don't know who who played on the production line or who won the 2004 Stanley Cup, let them come in and have fun 
and just ride ride the bandwagon too. I want to read uh, one of your tweets from a couple of days ago, kind of piggybacking on what you said. And, and you're going to get this from me once we start doing the show together, okay? You wrote, Denver Media, remember the rules for covering the NHL playoffs. Each win means momentum is flipped. Every avalanche loss is a disaster. Every avalanche win means opponents, in Tiger Williams' words, are done like dinner. Terry, why the sarcasm? Because <laughs> I'm a sarcastic fellow. Okay. And I mean it in, good, in a good spirit. And I've covered, I've covered hockey for since, uh, well, a long, long 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 time and i you know going back to the colorado rockies having having played two playoff games in the five years i covered them i've seen the way it works i've seen the way it works in detroit i've seen the way it works here i've seen the way it works everywhere is kind of the, the ridiculous overreaction to individual wins and losses they, and some people all all uh, extrapolate this here some people were seemingly disgruntled with nathan McKinnon yesterday when he said well if we lose game one that's okay if we lose game one, we'll just come back and win game two, or we'll be all right. Everybody, the players understand this. This is the most mentally testing, mentally testing, physical testing, physically testing postseason in professional sports. It's a body of work. You can win 57% of your games in the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. You roll with the punches. You, you get up the next morning if you lose a game, and you're resilient. Patrick Wall was terrific at that in goal. You have to be resilient and uh, roll the punches and come back. And so the idea that you're not going to win every game, the idea that that uh, to overreact to individual losses is absurd, but most of the media tends to do it, and I think we'll see it again in in, in this. And, so, you know, unfortunately, some, or realistically, sometimes those people turn out to be right. I mean, we saw that with uh, Vegas last year. Right. But, in this, but for the most part, I've repeatedly seen it and have been, been turned into a turned into a cynic on the point of overreaction to individual wins and losses in the playoffs. What, Eric? What, what did you think was wrong with that tweet? What, what did you disagree with? It's not that I disagree. We'll, we'll, we'll do this a lot too. Yeah, it's not that I disagree. I was just surprised that you were just so cynical because usually that's that's my job description. <laughs> I don't want you to be stealing my thunder. Okay. I want to make that clear. When it comes to sarcasm, being you know a guy who is um, you know not only sarcastic but cynical, usually I think that's my role. But apparently, uh, I will I will I will gladly hand that off to you. Well, you know I, I'm a cynical guy who spent the afternoon carefully reminding myself of how to pronounce Roman Yossi and U.S. UC Saros, and so I'm, I think I'm ready. Okay. Hey, uh, Terry, thank you for your coverage of the Avalanche game. We'll have you on as this series goes on. And chances are we will be talking about the Avalanche when you are actually doing the show starting on May 16th. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. And and sincerely, Mace, uh, I'm honored to be succeeding. Well, I'm honored to have you succeeding me. So it's going to be a good show with you guys. Okay, thank you. See you, Terry. Bye. Coming up after the break, Ryan Tannehill said something today that probably – Reminded people of something Joe Flacco said here in Denver. What did Ryan Tannehill say? That's next.